This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to Signals from the Frontline, every Monday and Friday videocast live on Twitch. A little late today, sorry about that guys, we had multiple equipment malfunctions. The machine spirit was not pleased with us on this fine Friday before Christmas. And happy holidays to everybody that's joining us. It will just be me, Reese, today as Frankie is off to the uh, deserts of Nevada to visit his family. His uh, parents retired way out into the middle of nowhere or uh, seclusion is another good word for it. But uh, today we're going to be talking about the ITC update poll for the third quarter. The last update going into the Las Vegas Open coming up in just five short weeks here. And we're also going to talk about the updated ITC rankings a little bit of LVO news, and that will be it for today's show. But anyway, brought to you as always by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at up to 25% off retail every day. Also, we are still doing our fat mat liquidation sale. Those of you who want to pick up a mat, we do only have two left right now, two designs. But if you do want to pick one up, you can get that spaceship interior at 40 bucks. That is incredibly, uh, incredibly low price, just about 60% off retail. And that is a great time to pick one up. I may not get it in time for Christmas, but you can still get it as an after Christmas gift for someone that you love or for yourself. So let's jump right in. First of all, thank you to everybody that voted in the ITC poll. Uh, you do shape the game that you play. And just to reiterate uh, some of the um, what went into this poll and why it took a little bit longer than usual, uh, as you've been able to see that we have a new relationship with Games Workshop. They are engaging their community. They're listening to their community. They're answering questions about rules disputes clarifying rules and uh, even changing some rules in response to, their, to community feedback, which is great. This is what we've been asking them to do for years and years and years, and here they are doing it. And so at the ITC, we decided that we're going to embrace that as much as possible. And that is why you didn't see as many questions on this poll as you may have expected, because there is a lot of material that has come out recently from uh, Gene Steeler Colts, uh, from some of the new demon stuff, such as the split special rule that have caused quite a bit of controversy. And those are issues we would normally vote on, but we opted to work with Games Workshop to, to see what they, uh, how they would respond and answer these questions. And we're gonna take those answers in good faith. So I can tell you as well that uh, I have a very strong feeling that many of those uh, questions that are burning pretty hot right now in the ITC and the 40K community, they are being answered. And if we hang tight, we'll get them soon really soon. So we will be using those for the Las Vegas Open when those are made available to the public. And uh, it will be within a 30-day window, which is kind of traditional, no rules changes or rules alterations within 30 days. But in this instance, we don't have much choice. So uh, we will hang tight and we will wait for some of those codex-specific uh, answers to questions that you may have. But as, uh, what, as it pertains to the ITC vote for the third quarter, we will jump in and we will start taking a look at what the community had to say for how they want to play the game. The first question, should characters be able to look out, sir, the sixth result on the stomp table? The reason that we asked this question is because GW in their uh, main rulebook FAQ, which was finalized uh, not too long ago, 
specify that you cannot look out, sir, the six result on the stomp table. We had specifically said that you could. That provided a contradiction that we wanted to come back and ask the community how they wanted to, to run with it. Do they want to use GW's interpretation or do they want to continue to use the ITC interpretation? And the vote came back, uh, 1,087 said, yes, I want to keep the ability to look out, sir, the six result on the stomp table. 877 people said, I would rather do it the way GW instructs. Uh, it's fairly close, but uh, it, we are going to play it the way we've been playing it, where you can look out, sir, the six result on the stomp table. Kind of pros and cons here. Uh, Death Stars will be able to avoid getting squished a little bit longer. I, th I think that's a con in most people's eyes, unless you play a Death Star, in which case you're happy. But uh, on the other side, everybody else gets to preserve that character. They have a chance anyway, if the dice favor them, especially armies like Orcs, where really the only character in the unit, the only tool they have for fighting against a lot of super heavies is, say, a knob with a claw or a power fist sergeant, etc. You have the opportunity to survive and not just pick up your model. I actually think that this was the right call to make. That's how I voted. But um, it's interesting to see that the community wants to keep it that way. The next question was uh, in a similar vein. Uh, we were saying, should we go with uh, what GW clarified, how they meant the rule to function? In this instance, do blast weapons hit every level of a building or a ruin? And the community said, yeah, let's go with the way GW has told us that they intend for the rule to be played. 1,179 uh, players, in fact, in the ITC community voted that way, whereas 791 said they would prefer to keep playing it the way we have been playing it in the ITC, which is you uh, only hit a single level uh, with blast weapons. So to summarize, in the ITC going forward, and this will account for the LVO, blast weapons will hit every level of a ruin. So just be aware of that. You don't want to get caught with your pants down uh, if you have a unit spread over, say, two or three levels of a ruin, someone shoots you with a thud gun and they hit everybody underneath the blast template. So definitely be aware of that. That will make blast weapons more potent uh, in the ITC. And to be fair, it is, it is explicitly the way Games Workshop said that they intended for the rule to work. On a personal note, I don't agree with that. I think they should only hit one level. But I was wrong in this instance, or at least my opinion was in the minority. Uh, next question, and this came to us from an East Coast group, they said they'd been using the Klexus Assassin as a non-faction model, meaning any army in the game, if they were willing to sacrifice a detachment to do so, could take the Klexus Assassin. Uh, and the way the question was posed is that it would count as no worse than Allies of Convenience. Uh, and the intent here was to allow any army in the game to have equal access to an anti-psyker unit in the Klexus Assassin to combat mostly psychic Death Stars, but kind of the rise of the prevalence of psychic powers in the game. Uh, the vote, however, went uh, 1,273 said, no, I don't want the Kalexis to be available to any army in the game. And 695 said, yes. So unfortunately, in my opinion, the Kalexis assassin will not be a free agent. He won't be available for any army, but uh, kind of just reinforces the, the, the idea here that a lot of the ITC community would prefer to keep the status quo. So if you were hoping to be able to, to add that into your army as a deterrent or a counter against Psychic Death Stars, unfortunately, you're not going to be able to, at least not at this point in time in the ITC. Next question, should we allow more than one fortification in the ITC? This question came about largely as a uh, reaction to the Trade Allegiance book, 
which uh, explicitly allows Iron Warriors to take multiple fortifications. But just in general terms in the game, so long as you have the force organization chart slots, you could have taken more than one fortification. We have traditionally limited it to one, and we put the question up for a vote. Should you allow more, or should we as the ITC community allow more than one fortification? 1,233 of you said yes, 737 of you said no. So we will be allowing more than one fortification in the ITC, assuming you have the force organization slots to allow it. The follow-up question to that was, how many should we allow, assuming that the vote passed? And the vote was to go with up to two, as opposed to up to three. So the community was willing to embrace more fortifications, but uh, only two. Uh, unfortunately, if you're hoping to use three, that will not be the case. The next questions all pertain to the 2017 season, and the questions will not apply until after the Las Vegas Open. But the question was, how many detachments should we use in the ITC? Uh, it's a question we ask every year, and this time around, the vote went to stay with the status quo. Should we include new missions into the ITC mission catalog? This is something that we have talked about for a long time. We've always enjoyed cooperation with other established uh, tournament organizers, and I think this is a step in the right direction. The question was, should we include more of these missions into the ITC mission catalog, spe specifying the NOVA missions as an example? They're the other most uh, widely used and accepted mission set out there after the ITC missions. And the overwhelming vote, it was a, a three to one ratio, said, yes, let's do that. So it was a tidal wave of yes. And I personally agree. I think this is a great step towards bringing everybody in, making everybody feel included. So I've already reached out to the uh, staff. We were talking before, actually before this vote was uh, put together about this possibility and everyone's very excited. So we will be working on getting those missions bringing them into alignment with one another so that we can use the Best Coast Pairings app in order to uh, automate the process. So as a TO using the ITC format, you can choose what missions to use. You have a very wide variety of missions available to you and we're gonna set them so that they score on kind of a similar uh, parameter so that the, the app makes it easy to use. Uh, the next question was pertaining to the use of Titans. This has sort of been a hot topic lately. It's a question that's always been uh, prevalent in the community. Uh, people have always asked to be able to use Warhound Titans or Revenant Titans, as the case may be. More specifically lately, the question has pertained to the Talonar. It's been the most popular uh, Titan size unit that people have wanted to use. So we decided to put it up for a vote to see how people felt. And it was overwhelmingly no. People are not ready to use the big boys just yet in quote unquote normal ITC format events, it was a three to one ratio against using them. It was pretty decisive. Uh, but then again, if you do want to use those in your events, for example, the Warzone ATL did, uh, no problem. You are free to, to modify the ITC as you see fit to adapt to your community. But in normal or standard ITC format, we will not be using the Titan class uh, vehicles. And I do want to address uh, on our blog, a couple of people had mentioned that they felt that the question uh, by incorporating all the Titans and not just specifically referring to the Talonar may have skewed the results. Uh, the reason that we did it that way, and again, there's several dozen people that helped me choose, write, and edit these questions. So it's not just me. And I've been very vocal and open about the fact that I don't think these units should be in the game. And I will always be that way. I will always express my opinion. But 
the reason that we did it this way is that it, we felt it would be unfair to specify the Talonar and exclude every other similar unit. That, that, that's not exactly fair. In order to be equitable towards all players with every faction, we included all of the quote-unquote Titan class vehicles in order to make it more equitable. And at least from my perspective, by including everyone in that question, you have more likely to get it to pass because it's not just specifying a single faction, it's getting everybody to, to join in and be able to use their big units. That said, uh, it was an overwhelmingly negative response. So for at least the time being in the ITC, we will not be using those units. So the next question is one of the questions we always ask is, should we go uh, retain the 1850 points limit or should we go down in points? And the overwhelming response uh, to this one was to stay at 1850. Kind of reinforces what we've seen over and over again in the ITC is that the players want their points, they want all their toys. The problem is that as the game has grown increasingly complex, as we have more and more free units or units that you don't pay points for, um, a lot of games aren't finishing. And it's been a problem. However, people are willing to accept that trade-off. They're willing to accept games that have a lower frequency of finishing in exchange for using all of their goodies. Um, that's fine. If that's what the way that the IDC community wants to play, so be it. But if you voted to keep 1850, don't ever complain about your game not finishing because you chose to put yourself in a situation where we, sh we have seen the data shows that uh, games aren't finishing as frequently. Uh, the follow-up question is a moot point. It was asking, if we were to go down in points, where would we go? And again, uh, people want to use, they want their points. The vote was to stay at 1750 as opposed to going towards uh, 1650. And as a side note, we do have some hard data showing that at 1650, a dramatically higher number of games finish to a natural conclusion. So if you're out there organizing a tournament, take a look at the Renegade Open and look at the data from that event. And uh, if you want to try something different in your community, try 1650 because in the normal quote unquote standard time limit, uh, a dramatically higher proportion of games finish to a natural conclusion. And that may not be something that's important to your community or not, but take a look at it. I would have preferred to have seen the points uh, go down personally, but I was in the minority. Finally, we asked a couple of questions about Deaths from the Skies as a lot of people had been bringing that up. They wanted to take another shot at it, but uh, Deaths from the Skies got shot down dramatically again. Uh, overwhelming majority of uh, ITC community members said they do not want to use the supplement. Just to reinforce that, Games Workshop has come out and said that the supplement is optional. There was quite a bit of controversy. Uh, the verbiage in the book seemed to indicate that it was mandatory. But uh, again, that's two times it has been strongly, with an overwhelming majority, shot down the idea of using the Death from the Sky supplement. So the follow-up and final question is a moot point saying, if we were to use Death from the Skies, would you want to use the whole book, or would you want to just use Data Slate's formations, the air wing, attack wings, etc.? And uh, again, the overwhelming majority said they would just want to use the, the formations, Data Slate's uh, portion of the book and not use the rest of the rules for, uh, the, uh, for the Death from the Skies supplement, which would include aerial battles, etc., etc. Um, hey, sorry if you wanted to use it, but... Uh, that was an open and shut case. Death in the Skies will not be used in the ITC. So that's it. Thank you for everybody that uh, voted. We will go through the current rankings as I know everybody is getting excited coming into the LVO. I know I am. Um, 
again, if you cast a vote, we appreciate it. Uh, we had uh, just, a, just a hair over 2,000 voters after we filtered out uh, anybody that shouldn't have been voted or, or what have you. So thanks for casting your vote. You're helping to shape the game and you're making the ITC the format that is so popular around the world. So let's jump in to the current rankings. Again, just want to remind everybody that the Best Coast Pairings guys have announced that they will have player profiles ready for the T-Shift event in January. It's one of the last uh, large-scale events before the LVO, and they want to test out the player profiles, which will store data on all kinds of stuff, um, store lists, how you've done against uh, certain armies with uh, whatever army that you're playing, your faction. It's going to be really, really cool. We're very excited for that. And we will also be doing regional rankings in the 2017 season. So that's extremely exciting. I know the uh, people all around the world have been very pumped for that so that they can compete more meaningfully against their neighbors, uh, especially Australia. Those guys are hyped, and Poland has been really excited for it as well because it's a lot harder for them to go and travel to bigger events. So let's jump into ITC Championships rankings. Uh, we've got your top 10 currently. Number one, the man himself, Matt Roop, been leading the pack all year. Second place, we have Brandon Grant. Third, we have Josh Death. Fourth, Aaron Along. Fifth, Dan Platt. Sixth, Thomas Hegstrom Oki. Seventh, Andrew Gagneau. Eighth, Brett Perkins. He's dropped down a little bit. Ninth, Trent Northington. And tenth, we have James Carmona, our own teammate, hanging on to that 10th place spot with nine events. Well done, James. Uh, top teams, Beast Coast continues to hang on to first place, followed by the NWO Black Shirts, and in third place, our own Team Zero Comp. Sisters of Battle, we have Bartosz Czochenski of Poland with 12 events. He has been crushing it. Uh, Space Marines, we have Thomas Hickstrom Oki. Astro Militarum, we have Wesley Polly. Blood Angels, we have Danny Kwan. Chaos Demons, we have Trent Northington. Chaos Renegades, we have Brett Perkins. Chaos Space Marines, we have Ian Andrew has displaced Alan DeHessa, who has been leading Chaos Space Marines for like two years now. So, uh, Alan, you better get on your horse, buddy, because uh, you just got knocked off your throne. Cold Mechanicus, we have Matt Root leading the pack. Dark Angels, Aaron Along has jumped into first place and displaced Brandon Grant, who was winning most of the season. Dark Eldar, we have JT McDowell. Death Watch, we have Shane Watts. Eldar, we have Brad Chester. Eldar Corsairs, we have Carter Leach. Gene Stiller Colts, we have Tyler DeVries. Grey Knights, Dan Comau. Harlequins, we have Cameron Pinheiro. Imperial Knights, we have Josh Death. Inquisition, Wesley Polly. Knight Renegades, we have John Eubanks. Corn Demikin, we have Horton Dotton, continues to lead the pack, although his lead has been shortened to only eight points. Uh, Militarum Tempestus, we have David Koska. Alex Finnell leads Necrons. Assassins, we have Josh Bagwell in first place. Orcs, we have Rich Kilton. Skitari, we have Quinn Shepis. Space Wolves, we have Mike Kriegler. Tau, Andrew Gagno. Tyranids, we have Tyler Larson. Congratulations to our top of the leaderboard for the ITC. I hope everybody's getting excited because the Las Vegas Open is looming and we are gonna shake up those rankings quite a bit as the LVO generates so many points. And make sure to get your hotel room, please. Our room block does expire uh, or our rates on our room block do expire here in the first week of January. So don't wait. I'm willing to guarantee that the price goes up. It is Super Bowl weekend. Do not procrastinate on getting your room. Uh, you can always cancel it later if you can't make the event. But uh, please do jump in and book your room if you want to get the rate that we locked in as a part of our contract. Also, make sure to grab those tickets. Uh, we are selling them. 
we always get the spike of ticket sales at the end from the procrastinators. So events are selling out left and right. Please grab your tickets if you do want to participate in the fun because it's going to be a great event. Lastly, take a look at this beautiful Magnus the Red that just came out of our paint studio. Our new studio located downtown San Diego that also shares part of our second shop downtown uh, is coming together and we have a bunch of talented artists that are going to be working in-house with us. And the studio put out Magnus the Red in two days. It was actually a day and a half. And he is absolutely stunning. Very pleased to have uh, such a high quality and quick work coming out of the studio. Beautiful model, absolutely huge. And you will be seeing this one on Jeff and Control Robinson's stream. Uh, he is launching his own Twitch channel and it's gonna be quite a bit of fun to see what he does with that. Uh, but you will see a couple of models that we made specifically for him promoted on that channel. So if you do want to get your models painted by our paint studio, please hit us up at painting at frontlinegaming.org and we would be happy to help you out. So if anybody has any questions, please fire them off uh, on the Twitch channel and I will answer them in the time that we have remaining. Again, guys, very sorry for uh, some of the technical difficulties that we have experienced on this specific stream, but uh, the machine gods were not with us today and we will work on rectifying that in the future. All right, chat, let's see what you guys got. Uh, in regards to the Sisters of Battle and Inquisition Codex, guys, uh, I know there's a lot of confusion about that. Games Workshop's official policy is that you can use any book as long as it's still in print. Um, we will, by Monday, when the ITC FAQ is updated, we will have all of that information for you. Uh, more than likely, we're gonna go with uh, Games Workshop's official policy. Uh, that could cause some confusion, but uh, the judging staff is gonna make a decision on that. Uh, so if you are a Sister Battle player and you do wanna use uh, St. Celestine, there's a good chance uh, that you will be able to because that is what Games Workshop intends, as confusing as that is. Uh, Lock Infinity, can a Death Jester make a Space Marine Death Start fall off the board. Uh, you threw me off there, Mariana. Uh, fall off the board. The, cl the closest, I, I don't understand your question, buddy. Uh, you, you'll have to email that one in. I, I think you're missing some information from there. Uh, do you see any other solutions for games not finishing? Acts, asks Axis of Entropy. No, I don't. Uh, a responsible, in my opinion, a responsible decision would have been to go down in points, but people want to, uh, they want 1850. Uh, it's a part of the list building process. It's a lot of fun. I get it. I like playing bigger games, but uh, don't complain if your game doesn't finish. If you voted to stay at 1850 and you only make it to turn three, hey, that is what you get when you're playing. Because we're not playing 1850 these days. We're playing 2250, 2500 points with all the free stuff. It's not actually 1850. So uh, barring chess clocks, you just need to be very diligent about watching the clock while you're playing a game. Your, your third eye needs to be aimed at the clock. And if you can't finish your games on time, that's because we're playing with so many points. That's quite simple, uh, simple logic. But yeah, you just, you have to be aware of the time and you have to keep your opponent on track. Uh, you have to keep yourself on track. Um, that's really the only uh, viable solution. Can you please scroll up, Mariana? Uh, OnePlus Armor asks, are there any actions planned to deal with slow play issues at LVO? It's a disappointing to see games end on turn two and three. Uh, yes, we, we do have plans for that, the judging staff. Uh, if a player is a repeat offender, 
we have already built in rules to deal with that. Uh, but remember, guys, you, ha you are responsible for your game finishing on time. If your opponent is playing slow, call a judge immediately. Uh, you got to handle that. You got to remind your opponent in a very polite and friendly way without making assumptions as to why they're playing slow. Uh, that there, you are on the clock, I would recommend perhaps even bringing a chess clock, putting your phone on the table, keeping an eye on it, reminding your opponent of the time, making sure that you're being fair and that you're also turning your critical eye to the way you play and reminding yourself of the time and not taking too long. But that, that's it. You just have to be cognizant of the time. Uh, Mirth83. Uh, in the poll results, if it lists the first question is should... Ta -ta 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 -ta, ta -ta -ta. Uh, no, there's no switching of it. We had to write it in the way that we did because the question was, this is the way the ITC does it. Uh, should we go with what GW uh, says or not? So I'm sorry if you misunderstood the way the question was written. I know it was written in a, a little bit of a, a wordy way, but we had to do it that way to represent, to fully represent the fact that we were saying, should we go with GW or not? Should we stick with the way ITC has been doing things or not? Uh, <laughs> Ty Winning says, what happens if I'm only here to complain? Well, then I guess mission accomplished. Uh, Aramon says, I keep my third eye for seeing into the future. I like that. Uh, we should, uh, when we're in Vegas, we should definitely go play crabs. Uh, DKO Xylophone mentions that the rule, we already do have rules in place in ITC format for slow play. Uh, make sure you go read all that before you come to an event like the LVO. And uh, last question, we got Heldrecht. Uh, Reese, just wanted to thank you and everyone at Frontline Gaming for putting the poll together. Really looking forward to the LVO. Hey, man, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Uh, as polls go, this one was really actually pretty chill. Um, in the past, we've had people lose, lose their bananas. But uh, this time around, it went quite smoothly. And I do want to also give a heartfelt thank you to everybody that helps craft the poll. In the early days, it was literally just me with a keyboard uh, years ago. Now I have multiple groups of people that help not only uh, choose the questions, uh, write the questions, edit the questions, proofread them, tell me, okay, this is what I'm trying to say. Is this what you think it says? And it makes the whole process so much smoother. It re uh, removes any ambiguity. And in general, it just makes it a, a better polling experience. And I think we, every time we get better at it. So thank you to everybody that participated and thank you to everybody that helped uh, put it together. So anyway, guys, Thank you for joining us for the show. I hope you enjoyed it. Again, sorry for the technical difficulties. We are going to double down our efforts to make sure that these things don't happen and again, but it, we just got, it was like a one-two combo punch here. Uh, I hope you guys, everybody has a happy holiday and we may not be streaming on Monday. We are going to try our utmost, but uh, a lot of our team does not know if they will be back in time from visiting family uh, to stream on Monday. So fingers crossed, we're going to give it a 50-50 shot that we will be on the air again on Monday. If not, we will for sure see you next Friday. And by Monday, the ITC, uh, all of the documentation for the ITC will be updated on frontlinegiving.org, incorporating all of the GWFAQ material, all of the, uh, the poll material, everything, so that you guys can see the finalized ITC packet going into Las Vegas Open. The only additional changes will come when uh, GW publishes the final draft of the FA, um, Codex FAQs, which are coming for sure. They are coming in the, in the near future. Thanks so much for joining us, guys, and we will see you next week.